Welcome to Thrive 9 to 5, a podcast all about how you can kick ass in the office and in life without feeling exhausted or overwhelmed. Each week, I'm sharing simple self-care strategies, mindset hacks, and time management tips so you can get promoted without burning yourself out. My goal is to help you create success without sacrificing your soul or your sanity. I'm your host, Celeste Harrington. Hey Thrivers, this week I want to talk all about rest and how it is required for you to be successful. It's actually required for you to just function. (laughs) Physiologically, you need rest literally to live your daily life. You're not a vampire. (laughs) You are not a character in the Twilight books. You have to sleep in order for your body to actually function, for your brain to function. So I'm really trying to, of course, bust burnout here, but also encourage my clients, you as my listener and my audience to be what I'm dubbing restfully rich. And I'm going to get into this concept here shortly, but I kind of want to bore you a little bit with what rest actually does to your body, not to make you feel bad for not resting. And I can't even list these risk factors for sleep deprivation to make you rest. It's like listing why smoking is terrible for you on the packaging of cigarettes that people continue to smoke. It doesn't work. You can tell people the benefits until you're blue in the face, and it's not going to get people to change their behavior. So I want to explain and describe what rest does to your body, what you can do to add more rest into your daily life, and then what this concept of being restfully rich actually means. So when your body is focusing on just the basics, it means it's going to make any extra tasks feel that much harder because it is, it's a lot of demand on your body to perform at a really high level when it's just trying to survive. And this is more than just like a one night sleep deprivation type thing. This is of course, chronic sleep debt, where you aren't getting quality or quantity amount of sleep for a longer period of time, right? And I'm being vague because every single person and body is quite different. So biologically, that's what's happening. You are feeling really tired, exhausted, overwhelmed. You have a lot of fatigue physically and mentally. It's harder to focus. You have a hard time completing complex tasks or critical thinking, right? Because your prefrontal cortex, and here's some more physiology talk, the part of your brain that we use for conscious thought, for critical thought is taxed. It is not a top priority for your brain to continue to function at that high of a level whenever it's just trying to stay in survival mode. So you can expect yourself to operate at a really high level when you aren't getting adequate amount of sleep. So rest is absolutely required. And here are a few simple tools that you can do to make sure you're getting enough rest. Because to be honest, there's a lot going on in the world. I don't know if there ever won't be a lot going on in the world. And we're getting a lot of input daily. So we're kind of in a heightened state of stress as it is. So if we can unplug 
and literally it, it means like turning your brain off so you can get adequate sleep, that would be ideal, but sometimes it isn't ideal. So I want to share with you some simple solutions that you can add into your daily life to get more rest. And I keep using rest because you can add restful activities into your day that doesn't require you to go take a nap. It doesn't require you to put a lot of pressure on the amount of hours you're sleeping. So rest, what can you do that's restful? You could simply just lay down. You don't even have to put the pressure on yourself to fall asleep. You can just lay down, close your eyes if you want to or not. And that doesn't mean lay down and scroll on your phone. That's still a passive activity. It's still requiring your brain to function, your finger to function, to scroll up and down the screen. Just lay down. One thing that I like to do between meetings or if a meeting ends early for me, I will literally go lay down and set my timer for the amount of time I have between my meetings. Even if it's literally two minutes, I'll set my timer. That way I don't have to look at my screen at all. I can literally just close my eyes and my body goes into rest. I don't have to have this heightened state of, oh, what am I going to wake up? Am I going to make me meet my meeting on time? I have my timer. It's reliable. I can trust it. I set it for two minutes and I close my eyes and that is it. That's rest. I can feel my central nervous system just relax and my body can feel the difference and it is a little bit of a boost. So that is so, so simple, right? If you have children at home, and I know a lot of people do have kids at home right now, that might be not as easy for you. So can you just stay at your desk, put your computer screen to sleep and set your timer for two minutes and close your eyes? That is probably a little bit more reasonable so you don't go to lay on your bed and kids are jumping on top of you. So that's a simple solution. Two is reading a book. Can you just read a couple pages or even a page where you're not looking at a screen and your eyes are doing something a little bit that's a little bit more relaxing, right? Because the screens can be quite taxing on our bodies and our eyes. Writing, any other creative outlet you can have that puts your body in this other state that is more of a low, relaxed state. There isn't any pressure to produce. You are just going to write words or scribble or doodle, something that makes your body relax. Something else you can do is simply just go on a walk. I love leaving my phone at home and just walking the dog. I don't have to go very far. gets me outside. I get to breathe some fresh air. I get to focus on actually breathing when you're sitting down, you are a little scrunched. So there's a lot of pressure. You usually have bad posture. So it really compromises your quality of breath. So when you're walking, you're standing upright, your heart rate's a little bit higher. So it's requiring you to breathe a little bit more than you would sitting down. So that is another option. I've given you so many options at this point and they don't require a lot of work. They don't require a lot of time. They don't require any other equipment than things that you already have laying around. And you definitely don't need a dog to go on a simple walk. But there are these passive activities that make you feel really refreshed and can propel you forward, give your body a chance to get out of flight or fight mode and get your central nervous system to kind of calm down. That is the goal with rest is to get you to feel more rested. So what if we just want to focus only on sleep? So if we want to think about tools 
and tactics to sleep. Of course, we've heard this a gajillion times is screen time, right? Try to make the last thing you do not looking at a screen. So if I'm staying up and watching a TV show or a movie with my partner, I try and just read a page in the book. Sometimes I'll end up reading more because I enjoy the book. So that helps me kind of switch off from that blue light that'll keep us up. Another thing is a blackout mask or if you have blackout shades, great. Those are kind of hard to actually block out all of the light, but they're just a really great eye mask. It is amazing. I know I talked about eye mask last episode. This one's a different (laughs) eye mask. Clearly I like eye masks. I also like the hydrating eye masks. Oh, that's another strategy. I'm going to go off on a tangent. If you enjoy those like moisturizing eye masks that go underneath your eyes, you know, where dark circles and bags live, those are amazing. I'll put them in the fridge and I'll put them under my eyes and I'll just go lay down. And that's my rest. Simple, easy. The most expensive thing are the little eye masks (laughs) you have to buy. But the other eye mask I'm referring to, the one that blocks out all of the light, the ones that you sleep with, there's actually one that I send to all of my clients. It is the best thing on the planet. I think you can just look up eye bra, like the bra that you wear under your clothing if you have breasts, (laughs) is on Amazon, the eye bra. And it's like two little cups over your eyelids. So the standard eye mask actually puts a lot of pressure on your eye. The eye bra mask doesn't do that. It's two little cups that block and shield all the light and you can still have some movement in your eyes or eyelashes without feeling any weird pressure against your eyelids. That's really nice. Okay, so try and read a page in a book or write something that's where you're not spending the last couple minutes that you're awake focusing on a screen. Do something else on the paper or meditate or something where you're not only looking at your screen. Invest in something where the room is dark. I don't like sleeping with any technology in my room. So phones are charged outside of the room in the kitchen area. And that's it. No other technology, no Wi-Fi routers, no nothing. I try not to have anything that's going to disturb or blink or beep while I'm sleeping. So that's another thing that you could think about adding where you're not getting disrupted. Something that my clients struggle with quite frequently is a busy, busy mind. I actually just had this happen to me last night, which is not something that typically happens to me when I'm sleeping. But the best solution to do this is writing down your thoughts. Literally flick on the lamp or the light or whatever it is and get your thoughts out on paper. That way they're out of your mind. You're not stressing out that you're going to forget them and they're going to be there for you in the morning. That's it. You don't have to keep thinking about them. You're just going to get your thoughts out and that's all they want. Your thoughts just want to get out of your mind and onto paper and come to fruition. So let that happen. Even if you think it's disruptive, it's not. It might take you a little bit longer to fall back asleep, but don't let that get in the way of getting your ideas out on paper because otherwise they're going to keep floating in your mind and keep you awake. So spend the extra couple minutes, turn the light on, write it out in your journal, and then you can get back to sleep with ease. Okay, those are a few tactics that I like to put into place for folks who are having a hard time falling asleep, who have time, not even two minutes to find more rest during your day. So you don't have to spend all of this time or all this pressure on your sleep routine. You can just spend two minutes closing your eyes in between meetings. Super simple. 
But this concept of being restfully rich is what I'm really obsessed with. And it's kind of getting a little bit into this idea of colonialism where we are required to work all of the time, where burnout is a badge of honor and us being tired is the norm. And the fascinating thing is if you look at the physiology of sleep deprivation and fatigue and exhaustion is it's actually really terrible for us and our body, actually a major risk factor to our health. So why are we touting tiredness? Like we should be proud of it whenever we really shouldn't (laughs) because it shortens our life. How can we continue to produce work if we're actually slowly dying on the inside? It just seems ass backwards to me. So I want to share this personal story about me going on a vacation this summer. And I ended up taking two weeks off. And that felt weird to me because the standard typical accepted amount of vacation is one week, even though you get more than one week of vacation in a typical nine to five job in the United States. If you don't live in the United States, you probably get more vacation. (laughs) Lucky you. But it's weird that we get this vacation and we only take a little bit of it. It's also very weird that we have to earn it. And I'll get to that at some other point in the podcast, or I might get to it today. We'll see how spicy I'm feeling. But my body, my intuition knew that one week off wasn't enough for me. I planned this trip. I chose two weeks off for a reason. I knew that I had to like really calm my nervous system down. Because you know, if you take a trip, it takes you a few days to actually settle in and know that you can relax. You kind of have to break the habit of checking your phone or checking your email or checking in with your family or your kids. It takes a while for you to actually truly rest and relax. So I was facing quite a bit of discomfort around this decision. And it is because of that traditional allotment that one week is the norm and the standard and it's acceptable. And if someone knows you're taking more time off, it's kind of taboo. And it's also uncomfortable because we aren't supposed to rest. We have these weird sayings like no rest for the wicked and idle hands are for the devil's workshop. And we think we're being lazy or unproductive when we aren't working. And this messaging is why the burnout cycle is so deeply ingrained. And we're taught that taking a break is selfish and lazy. And our systems are designed to reward this behavior. This is so I'm going to get to it. (laughs) This is where you think about you have to earn your vacation by accumulating it. You have to work hard so you can then play hard. You have to earn these days off so you can cash them in later. I mean, how fucked up is that? (laughs) I think it's so bizarre. I remember when I got my first job, like, oh yeah, you get six weeks of vacation. But it accrues over time. You don't just get your six weeks of vacation. So it's like, do they not trust me that I won't take it immediately? Or is there like a probation period and then I'm rewarded it? No, you have to earn it over an entire calendar year. So weird. Like, what if I really need a break or time off or have a trip coming up? I have to go in like vacation debt or take leave without pay. So it's just so bizarre to me. And I'm not here telling you I have the solution. My solution is just to freaking rest. I don't have a solution to fix the world's problems. (laughs) You are the, the solution to fix the world's problems. You resting and going against the grain and taking more time off than is typically allowed and air quotes for the allowed part because there aren't really any rules. There is no right or wrong. It's your life. You're going to do whatever you want with it. 
but it's the system that prevents us from really reaching success. This is why we're always running on fumes. We continue to work because you think that if you have to work more to earn more, that's all you're going to do. You think you have to deserve and earn the time off. But it really isn't true. You don't have to deserve or earn time off at all. You don't have to deserve or earn anything. And that's why you feel uncomfortable when you take time off, when you can't even have the conversation with your boss like, hey, I have this trip planned. But this is how it would really truly feel to be successful, the version of success that you want to have, the level of success that I want for you is to be able to work less and feel incredibly rich because richness isn't just about financial richness. It's literally the richness of your life. Like think about the richness of a dark chocolate cake. It's dense and it's beautiful and it's flavorful and it's delicious. That is the life that you are creating whenever you take the time to rest. And of course, there's all these things about resting and being more productive. I don't want you to rest so you can go work more. I want you to rest so you can go live more. I want you to rest so you can be insanely high functioning, so you can do your work in less time, so you can make even more room for rest right? It's this beautiful cycle of, hey, I'm going to rest, then I'm going to perform at a really high level. So now I can do even more of my work and less of my time because my brain is at a really high functioning level. And now I have even more time for rest of my life. How amazing is that? And that's what I mean when I say, let's redefine rich. Let's be restfully rich where success doesn't drain us of our own livelihood. So you have your sanity in your soul, of course, that's what I stand for. So add those simple strategies into your day, taking two minutes to close your eyes and setting a timer so you don't have to stress out about the clock. Get the freaking eyebrow on Amazon (laughs) and turn off all the lights so you can actually get some rest without any lights blinking in your room. Write down the thoughts that are in your mind so you can get them out on paper and look at them in the morning. Oh, and my favorite one, cut off the caffeine, friends. If you're drinking coffee past noon, caffeinated coffee, that is, past noon, you're doing yourself a disservice. So switch to decaf. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you this week. Until next time, see you then. Thanks for joining this week on Thrive 9 to 5. If this episode hit home for you, because I know it did, join Thrive Weekly, a newsletter for people just like you who are looking to do success differently. The link to subscribe is in the show notes below. You can also follow along on Instagram at Celeste double underscore Harrington. And as always, subscribe to the Thrive 9 to 5 podcast so you can stay up to date as new episodes drop each week. I'll talk to you next time.